0: Hello, hello, this is Reality of Reality and I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Today, it's a guy you may want to hug or punch, depending on how you feel about the Kardashians, because he is the one responsible for bringing them into our world. Elliot Goldberg is a longtime producer and network executive. For the last five years, he's been the head of Unscripted at AMC and Sundance channels, overseeing great series like The Talking Dead and The Visionary series, including James Cameron's History of Science Fiction, premiering on April 30th, and Eli Roth's History of Horror, coming up this fall. But what will be the headline on his bio forever is how he took a flyer around a family that seemed so crazy and weird he didn't even know what to make of them at first. Once he figured that out, it wasn't long until they became the first family of pop culture and have endured ever since. You may have heard a lot of versions of how the Kardashians came to be, but this is the real story from the very first meeting on that fateful day
1: in 2007. Oh my God! We're gonna start. Are we Right starting? on time, Elliot. Wow! This is for on you. time on a morning. Yay! Yay. Yeah. Thanks for
0: being here. Thank you.
1: This is fun. I'm excited. Yeah, and me too. We've been fellow talking. Fellow uh
0: Yes, in the hood. <laughs> so that's the thing. So I always always start by saying how we met. So. Uh, I have pitched you a few times. You did not remember that. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> One offended. One of the 6,000 exactly, pitches, Exactly, yes. per week. Um, and then uh, we are part of this uh, app or whatever you call it called um, Next Door Neighbor Encino. Yeah. And you said that you had a daughter available for babysitting. Yeah. And I said, like, I wonder if that's the Elliot Goldberg from AMC and Sundance Elliot Goldberg. And I messaged you. And you said, alas, it is. I said, oh, how funny. So we ended up, I ended up calling your lovely daughter, who's now babysat for us several times. We love her. That's um, th-
1: that's the best part of the story. I like know. The fact that we're now connected because my daughter's your babysitter is just it's, like... It's so great. It's great. And, she's,
0: and also it gives me hope every time I see her that I be able to raise a normal child because oh, she's such a good you. kid.
1: Well, you let her drive your car, I think. Yeah, it's right? <laughs> a little like, wow, you yeah. really are trusting. She must be
0: taller than me because <laughs> I had to adjust the seat this morning. She's a good um, driver, though. Yeah. So she you're, said, you're my fine. daughter apparently said, is it hard to drive? And Olivia said no it's easy oh great so, yeah. hey, let me show you yeah I was just yeah. like what's next what happens after that yeah uh, no, well she's, thank you for hiring a, a good kid and then you and I got together at our local haunt in Encino and had coffee and yeah. you ended up telling me this epic story that we'll get into and I said alright Elliot you gotta tell this on the podcast yeah and so well, we made a date and here we
1: are well thank you I feel uh, uh, honored and uh, there's a long uh, legacy of your podcast of people who have done it So uh, never spoke uh, let's to hope, me again let's hope I live <laughs> up Why well, can't I have to speak to you because <laughs> I'll see you, you have the, no choice. walking around the hood. You're stuck with me. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, no, I'm, I'm excited you're here. There's, uh, you, um, you were on another podcast, we won't discuss that, where you went in very in-depth into sort of the earlier, so we t- we said we want to kind of, we will do the second half. Yeah, if, if you, you want
1: part one, go listen to another one, podcast. This is the later years. Exactly. That's how Elliot long, Goldberg, that's how old I am. The My senior years. My career is so old. Right.
0: So, like, uh, you know, like, life yeah. after 60, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's when it really
1: started getting interesting. <laughs> exactly. So, here we are. Here
0: we are. So let's. So I was
1: in my first half of my career. Who knows? And who cares? Right. Yeah. You're,
0: you're like, I'm going to give the, the one. Sure. The one page. So like you're a boy from Connecticut. The only Jewish Fellow boy from Connecticut. Connecticut right. I'm right. also Bridgeport. Shout out. Um, and then uh, you kind of made your way up through the ranks. We're going to we're going to just gloss over it. And then eventually you got to L.A., and you got to TV. What was your first big job? Was it TV well, Land? Well, it was really,
1: or? it's actually kind of a fun story because I uh, just moved out here and I was trying to, f- are you were talking about my first job? Like, what was like, what sort of got you in the groove of like being a producer? Uh, well, the f- the first kind of development job. That, okay. that was the first moment. I was a producer for a lot of years. and I, Oh, at I, E? I, yeah, I right. launched, I always launched things. I launched E, <laughs> like the f- first, the beginning of the network. Uh, I got my first job actually through, a long story, but through Greg Kinnear. Right, that's and, right. And uh, I was a PA, and I, we literally turned the lights on at E. So you can imagine, <laughs> you know, in 1990, it was, it was an, you know, cable was like exploding. Right. yeah. And uh, so that was the start, and I thought at that point I wanted to maybe be on air. I thought about, okay, like, I maybe I'll be a reporter. So I, yeah. I was kind of doing that path, and I um, I launched, actually, Access Hollywood was the was the first producer hired? I did like Nancy O'Dell's first pieces, and oh wow, yeah, and and uh, Jeff Probst was there when he was a reporter before Survivor. I didn't know and that. Yeah, it was a really like uh, you know exciting time. So you and loved it, being
0: uh, in the entertainment broadcast milieu,
1: yeah. I, I always I loved the idea of putting stories together. Yeah, like it was such a quick turnaround that you'd have to be in the morning at six a.m. You know, get your assignment, write your piece, get it on the air, get it done by like noon. Right. And that training of, you know, being out in the field, writing, editing, um, you know, and of course, when you're a 25 year old kid interviewing Tom Hanks and (laughs) Eddie Murphy and Robin Williams, I mean, it was that was like a dream come true for a kid. Because in Connecticut, you know, there was no celebrities. No like, access. I didn't know anything. Right.
0: Paul Newman, did you ever see him? I never saw that Paul. was it. David
1: Letterman <laughs> lived in my town. And you never saw him. And I was like a dumb high school kid, and I put in a letter in his mailbox to see if I get an internship.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. I just was How like did snuck he respond in. to that? Now he didn't respond. He, <laughs> he Letterman it was, was a blackmail letter. <laughs> exactly. Right, well, there was it? a woman
1: stalking him at right. the time. Right. He had that stalker. So, um, so being out in L.A., I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I loved television. I loved film. I loved music. And I just kind of went where it took me, but yeah. that that as a twenty year old kid, um, interviewing celebrities, telling writing stories, I did a great uh, series of stories on the Titanic when it when the movie came out and I got to go to the set. And, Full
0: circle moment yeah. later on with James yeah, Cameron. Yeah. So, Full so, circle yeah. moment, getting your first job at E and then selling to you. I'm seeing all the sort of...
1: There's so, a lot of yeah, cir- circular... I like it. When we're going to graph
0: your career at some point and then just draw those circles. It'll
1: be a long <laughs> convoluted graph. <laughs> It'll but, be save uh, it for your book. Yeah, right. but I think, you know, I th- that that was my first part of my career was really about yeah. there was no unscripted television right. pretty much as we know it right exactly so you were either in news game shows talk shows syndicated shows and so um yeah that was really the first half and then at a certain point yeah I was like I think I want to expand my horizons I don't want to do this for the rest of my life it actually was a really great young career and so in a weird twist um I met a woman who everybody knows, Stephanie Drozcovich. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't I just, know this yeah, part. Yeah, it was, she was a, it was like a general, I was like, what do I do? You know, she's do, been on the podcast. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, Stephanie is, you know, like, has a huge uh, has a huge moment, an important role in my career because wow. I was either going to go to Iowa and try to be an on-camera reporter <laughs> right, right. and make like $15,000. I did
0: that in Bangor.
1: And, oh, you did? Uh-huh. Okay, huh so 12,000. 12,000, 12, mm-hmm. right. And then that road takes a long time. So I'm 27 <laughs> years old, and I said, you know, I just— don't want to start over. And I don't want it that bad. You yeah. Know, I, I, it was yeah, like, I really want it. You really want it. I, I didn't really want it. I was like, if someone wants to give it to me and go, you should be on air. <laughs> right. But I wasn't going to go hard yeah. for it. So I said, uh, I need a new, I got to get out of this this magazine entertainment yeah. news thing. And uh, I went through a, through a contact and said, you should go meet with this woman, Stephanie Drashkiewicz over at Disney. Um, I just thought it was a general meeting. And little did I know, she was actually hiring a development executive and we we really uh, just hit it off. And, you know, she said, here, do some notes on some some cuts and some things. And I that's what I do. Right. All I do is write. and cut. <laughs> so I actually knew how to give a note. And uh, she took a real, you know, I guess, liking to me and, and gave me a great opportunity. And so that was the start of the the development at Disney, at Disney, at Buena uh, Vista television. Yeah. And, you know, she, she and everyone else left there very soon after. And I left, but that was kind of my first entree into a world where of pitches, yeah. of pilots, of overseeing production, of realize of casting and, and just really getting the bug that you didn't have to work on one show, that you could work on multiple shows yeah. that you could have multiple roles and you could be creative, really creative but also be have a day job, you know, like have being in an office and and have a a, a company to work for, yeah, and get benefits, and uh, and so I thought that was the moment where I said, you know, if I can go down this path and really, you know, do. Uh, television in a different way than I had done, mm-hmm. and so though it was short lived, Stephanie really was the person who I always tell her, tell her, you know, whenever ever win that Emmy, uh, you know, that's the person I'll thank Aww. because because it was the the moment where someone really saw that you could be a creative, you know, uh, you know, knowledgeable person about television, and it didn't have to be in a lane like, well, you do this, you only do that. Right. And so I've always thought that, to me, and the reason the thing that Stephanie saw that I thought was so so important was. That and I st- and I still kind of the same philosophy. Having producers, be executives, is a really valuable experience, and that's I think one of the things. If you know, if I could step back and say well, what makes you a little bit different than, a, than some other execs out there, is that I spent a lot of time in the field. I spent a lot of time, you know, really working my way up through production, through editing, through uh, you know, shooting and writing, and so now I have a producer's brain. With a creator, with an executive. Spirit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I if you listen to the podcast, there probably a, almost a single one does not go by where I do not talk about how valuable that is, and how as a producer we love dealing with executives that have been producers because I think if you don't know what it takes to make a show, it's yeah. really hard to tell someone how to make that. show. And it's no
1: one's fault. Like you just you haven't been out there. You, there yeah, wasn't your path. People come up different ways, yeah.
0: and um, I always joke. I usually bring up my interview with Jason Carbone because, uh, you know, he told the story where he says, you know, if he ever has crew people at any level that say like, oh, well, it's not possible because of A. you know, and he'll like, it's absolutely possible because I've done it and I've done this job and I've done that job and I've done that job. And that sort of boots on the ground in the trenches production. There's no substitute, like no matter how many sort of shoots you oversee, unless you're actually doing the job, you don't totally get
1: it. There's no. And look, there's no one path. No, this, there isn't, and you can be a great executive yeah. and not
0: having been a producer, yeah. but I, as a there producer, a we tend to connect more with those execs because I, their notes are smarter in terms of like how they're knowing what's possible,
1: what's yeah. not. But they to, also don't expect the impossible. The they mirror, don't say, we need can this, you can you do that? Can you do that, well, that, that would, or, I'd like to, and yeah. it's like, but you don't know what that's right. gonna take to do. Right, with and, no money. And how to do it, yeah. and and so yeah. I th- For me, look, again, I'd, I'd had no um, grand uh, plan or map to get there, honestly, to where I am at this moment. Uh, I literally let it take me where it took me. And I have, you know, people say, you know, do you have any regrets? Absolutely no regrets because each experience, though some were not as good as others and some left me not as happy as others, they all were a piece of this, of this puzzle and this, this path and uh, they all, I, I got something out of each of them, learned something. I, you know, I, I learned something still every, every day. I'm always learning. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the most exciting things about our business is that you, it always challenges you. And there's always like a new, you know, well, and you're learning, something around are learning. It's the like corner. being an
0: anthropologist. I always say, like if you, especially when you're on the development side, you know, you're, I always say, like you know, one minute I'm meeting with um, you know a woman trapped in a well, and the next minute I'm meeting with a general contractor, and then I'm meeting with a chef, or then I'm meeting with yeah. the, you know a guy who's been in prison for fifty years. Like it's it's exciting. And it's multi
1: it's multifaceted. So, you know, there's business side, there's creative side. Yeah, there's, there's exactly. Puzzle solving. Yes. There's problem solving. Just talent alone it's, is a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so any day, you know, like the, for me, the greatest the greatest uh, accomplishments are you know having an idea, having or or a kernel of an idea and figuring out how to make that into a television show. Yeah. And then it's on the air and people are seeing it. And you're like, I don't know how it went from this like meeting, but it's actually a really good show. And, you know, people actually are watching it. And uh, well, we're going to get into that. Yeah, but, that, that, that yeah. but that to me, that's is the craziest the, like
0: shower. And all of a sudden it's on the air and you're that, like, how, I, yeah. it, this
1: is crazy. And, and And that that to me is the most, I think, satisfying thing about why I still do what I do.
0: Totally, and yeah. also knowing how hard it is to get it from point A to point Z. It's impossible Z. Yeah, to get yeah. it there right. and
1: for people to watch it. And for people to watch and it, it. And it to have any resonance. Is, amazing, is, you know.
0: amazing. So know. so what? when you left Buena Vista, what did, where did you go from there? Well, I
1: mean again I'll keep it fairly you can sum up tight to, yeah i mean yeah. you know i went to i worked at vh1 uh, that was my oh, first cable okay. executive job and it was the the uh, jeff gaspin yeah. Lawrence lasnick jane lipsitz years and that was uh you know like vh1 before it became the pop culture yeah. network. It was like music first. And so everything I was, was there about then me. in New York. Oh yeah. So, yeah. You know, so yeah. it was like music first, music yeah. first. Don't do anything. And then yeah, I leave and they're releases. like, we're going to do pop culture. We're going to do like, yeah, you know, ba- Bonaducci. And, <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, uh, but, it, but it was a cool time actually there. I did some, some real music. I'm a music yeah. lover. So I did some real music driven stuff. Uh, Shows and again, it was you know learning how to be in the cable executive right. and learning to do a different kind of stuff than I was doing at Disney, which was syndication. Uh, and then the big kind of moment was reality television was exploding. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like early two thousands. Yeah, you know, Survivor. Yeah, of Big Brother and Amazing Race and Idol and every. No, Idol wasn't there yet. But um, and so I decided then to make the leap back to production. Mm-hmm. An opportunity I thought the the world was really changing. And I thought that's where kind of the center of um, of our business was going. Yeah, you know. And so I uh, I got an opportunity to go work at one of the hottest production companies, uh, Stone Stanley. Oh, right. And they were doing The Mole. They were doing Pop Stars. They were doing. They ended up. We ended up doing when I was there. Joe Schmo show. Um, and and, a, and I had a host Jonas
0: Larson on Jonas Larson a, and yeah. I were there together. Yeah. We did the
1: Joe Schmo together. And Sharon Levy was there. And yeah. David Decker was there. And, uh, it was just they. It was a moment as you know they sold uh, the Mole and Pop Stars right at, I think after like Survivor had and, okay. and uh, Millionaire had happened, and so I was now overseeing current production and I was you know multi five series at once network wow. series WB and ABC and it was just a whole uh, now new experience yeah. of being able to be again a producer doing major broadcast shows with big budgets and big stakes. And, uh, you know, we did, I don't know how many seasons, three, three or four seasons of the mole when I was there. And, uh, and that show just, you know, was a, was an incredible show to, to, to be a part of and to produce. And, um, and so I, you know, I, I got to, uh, expand into a whole, whole new areas that I, that I hadn't been doing in cable and syndication. So now I had had kind of, you know, cable syndication broadcast and, and uh, did you like the
0: competition to... stuff?
1: I loved it at the time. You know, I mean, it was so, it was literally just starting. So any, you know, the the world was exploding. And so, um, you know, we did pop stars, which was the precursor to American Idol. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't remember that, but it was the show that had three judges, a mean judge and, you know, co- right. uh, additions. Right. And, right, right, and right. it was, That's and so I got to do, you know, a big music competition show. Um, so I, so you were getting everything.
0: You were you were just sort yeah, of like was building just, those ag- blocks.
1: Again, I was just going wherever the <laughs> wherever the winds would take yeah. me in a good way. Like, oh, opportunity, be a producer yeah. now after being in the executive ranks for the last, you know, three or four years.
0: What do you think made you good? Like why do you think people kept hiring you and putting you in these positions?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough question. Uh, I'll, leave other people this, I'll, I'll leave other people to no, say I'm whether I was what, good what or not. What do you
0: think? Like, well, you well, know what I, I mean, like you rose pretty quickly, and
1: I mean, I think first of all, I, I was. Uh, I mean, look, this business obviously part of it is being able to deal with a lot of personalities and a lot of. Uh, you know, managing of those personalities and problem solving. I mean, That's one part, one main component of being a good executive beyond the creative side is being, you know, a liked being able to uh, deliver bad news in a way, uh, find solutions that, you know, don't drive everybody crazy. And we all, I'm sure do drive people crazy at times. But I I think because I, you know, my only love really was the creative. It was was trying to make a great television show, trying to make a television show that, um, hopefully had not been done the same way a million times. So shows like the mole and shows like Joe Schmo and shows like pop stars at the time, um, and the man show, I worked on it as well. Oh my God. Um, they, they spoke to me because I always wanted to try to work on things that weren't run of the mill that didn't, uh, you know, that broke the mold on some level. And, um, You know, so I think, I think, I guess, you know, why was it good? I think I hope people respected my creative instincts and um, thinking about how to produce shows, you know, in different ways or new twists, um, especially at that time when everything was wide open. There was no rule book for unscripted television. Exactly.
0: Okay. So then from there, you wanted to go back to the producing side. Is that where Ryan happened?
1: No, actually, the, <laughs> the stop between that was... Oh, sorry, Stone Sally. No, Stanley no, then... Stone But But um, I got an opportunity. I was work. We did Pop Stars, as right. I said, and we'd done a couple seasons. And I had an opportunity to go work for... The WB, who I'd worked with Keith Cox oh, at, okay. uh, oh, at at Stone Stanley. Oh, Keith was okay. the head of unscripted or alternative, as it was called, right. uh, at WB. Okay. And so the WB, which is at that time was the was the fifth network, right? Or the there was CW and WB, right? Uh, not CW it was uh, UPN. UPN. And um, so I got this was my first opportunity to go work for a broadcast network. Oh, Because okay. WB was broadcast. And you what know, year was that? That was, uh, 2000, probably four. Okay. Uh, it was the, it was the heart of like Gilmore Girls and, um. Was
0: that Top Model? Or no, that was UPN. No, that was
1: UPN. Okay, our I big can, show, well, was the them. big show at the WB, first they did Surreal Life before mm, I got there. Right, right, right. But then our big show during my time was Beauty and the Geek. Oh,
0: yeah. And again,
1: oh, you know, I. Was I, that
0: Ashton Kutcher's company? Ashton Kutcher. Jason Goldberg. And Jason Goldberg. Yeah.
1: And Three Ball. Rebol, okay. it, it was a great show yeah it was a great the first season especially the casting was amazing yeah and it felt completely uh you know I, fresh is kind of a a word that doesn't but it did it felt like it new. was it did it felt like there was something really special sweet about it funny that, you know having comedy in in yeah. in reality was a new thing did you buy um, that show uh well the, Keith bought it okay. uh, i was I was, that working was your for show Keith, but it, but I oversaw it yeah. and, with Keith and um, and and I just it was one of those, you know, when you're in an, in a in those shows, I had this experience a couple of times with Joe Schmo and with Beauty and the Geek. You're in a, in a, in the uh control room, a garage somewhere, oh you right, know, in right, the right. middle of like, you know, right. Westlake. And you're seeing true magic unfold in that control room. And you just look around at each other and you just know there's something here yeah. that is really not I haven't seen before. And that show had that. That's an and, exciting moment because it, it doesn't was. happen all the time. No, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes you don't think you have it, but, right. but when you <laughs> right. know out there and then people, the audience responds in a way that, you know, I don't think anybody expected that show to, to kind of hit. It's like Beauty and the Geek. Is it, is it you know, it's, is it goofy? Uh, but it really, um, the the, co- the combo of heart and uh, comedy mm-hmm. and, uh, and then they just had these great things uh, what was it great quizzes at the end of each episode where the, where the girl the, you know the dumb girls would not know any answers and the, <laughs> the geeks would try to help them and That's funny. and the, and the girls would try to help the geeks with their clothes and with their hair and and then they would find like comment it was really right. it was really a sweet, sweet show yeah yeah and so so that was you know again now I had had broadcast experience cable experience syndication experience and production company experience and then you know many years of, of just being out in the field kind yeah. of running around. So I, you know, I think at that point I was like, things are are you know certainly gelling, but I hadn't found something where I could run, mm-hmm. where I could take all this experience and all these years of of creating and producing and and supervising and say, you know, let's start something or let's come up with my own thing. And this, you know, kind of amazing opportunity happened. Uh, the WB had had announced they were shutting down and I was available uh, very publicly, right? Because we all were available. <laughs> right. And I got a call uh, from Ryan's agent, uh, Adam Scher, And Did uh, you know Adam before? I knew Adam, yeah. Okay. Just, you know, he had pitched many times and right. we had worked together with William Morris. And he called me and said, uh, you know, Ryan Seacrest is starting this new production company. He has a deal with Comcast. It's I said, uh, well, is it a, a vanity deal? Like he's right. just put his name up and right. or is there a real opportunity? He said, No, there's a real opportunity. He wants to become the next Dick Clark and he needs somebody to really go in and, and start the company and and figure out how to turn it into uh, you know, into reality. And right. That must have
0: been exciting. It was. that would have been an thrilling. exciting call to get. It was the
1: moment it was the <laughs> moment where I'm like, you know, now people are realizing, recognizing that um I have something I, I put in my time. Yeah. I'd spent, and at that point, I'd probably been in the business, you know, 10 plus years. Yeah. you know? So it's
0: uh, like, like, yeah, I deserve an opportunity. Yeah, like no, this. now it's like, like, and by mm, the way, most sense. importantly,
1: I felt like I was ready. You know, like a yeah, lot of people, right, I think, want to move point. up quickly and want to get, you and know, like ready. ambitious and they're not ready. And I felt like, like I can I, do this. I can do this and I yeah. don't have to try to pretend that I know what I'm <laughs> doing. Right. You know, I mean, I know everything <laughs> right. to run a production company, right. but I certainly know now how to develop shows, yeah, how to sure. oversee shows, how to yeah. produce shows. So I was, it was the right moment. And, and did you click
0: with Ryan right away? Right away. Yeah. I, I mean, I,
1: yeah, obviously I he that. hired me, so he right. must have. Right. But yeah, I mean, it was really easy and um, there was a nice rapport between us and Ryan was, you know, at just the height of American Idol. And mm-hmm. so it was very exciting. He had, yeah. you know, it was obviously, you know, he was at a moment and the company was going to just be brand new and I would have the opportunity to kind of do whatever I and Ryan thought was the right path to go.
0: Yeah. And so, were you aligned in kind of the vision? Well,
1: I there was I mean, other than <laughs> I want to build a business and I want to, you yeah. know, cr- build my brand. I mean, I would say to Adam and Ryan, like, what is our plan? It's like, you know, well, yeah. what, the first, and the reason kind of, there, was, the one thing that was really kind of crucial was we had a deal with Comcast and E we had a f- first look deal so we had to, had to deliver to E. We had to deliver to E. We had to feed that right. you know relationship yeah. um, beyond his specials and beyond some of those things. So I, I thought that I was thinking of two minds. One yeah. is, you know, make sure that E was satisfied with what we were delivering. And yeah. by the way, his brand uh, really aligned with E. Right. Like he was doing their news. Yeah. He was young Hollywood. Right. He it was kind of. Makes perfect sense. He was, you know, pop culture. Right. And then on the other side, I was like, well, how do we build production company from a broadcast and kind of his other side is American Idol. Side, right. And shiny to, floor
0: formats. Right. And, fly, shiny
1: floor formats. And how do we kind of um, sell to other places? Cause we had the ability to, you know, there were a lot of shows that weren't going to be right for E that we could take other places. Right. So it was an amazing moment. You know, I don't remember how old I was, but uh, you know, I was at a point where it was like, I realized it was very, I felt very fortunate. Uh, I'm sure there were a lot of people they were looking at And just to get the job and to be able to, you know, have Ryan um, look at me and say, this is the guy, you know, he, I think he saw my background and saw all the kind of variety of things I did. And that I had worked in young, you know, young, like WB and and pop stars and all kinds of uh, different shows that could kind of uh, work in his brand. So there, so I was backed at E after you know fifteen years, of full circles. Yeah, it had changed a lot since I had been there for the launch. But it was kind of a moment as that too. So it's like, wow, I'm now back at the place where I started. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but I didn't work for the company. I worked right. for I on worked the other for, side for Ryan. Yeah.
0: Okay. A, so let's let's, let's get d- into let's it. Let's go. Let's All go. Right. We're, let's ready. go We're ready. We're so. ready. Audience is ready. Everybody's ready. Yeah. So you had to feed the beast at E. Yes. You needed something that would fit their brand. And you were told about this family. I'm gonna tee it up.
1: Well, here's the thing. We we were we'd been about a year and a half in and we had gotten some things going. There was a show on NBC called Mama's Boys, which was kind of fun. And you know, that was exciting. We got our first kind of network show sold. Yeah. We had an MTV pilot that we shot that was a special and we did some stuff at E. And I was kind of at that moment where I said, okay, how do we? get something big, or how do we get something that's really going to, you know, have quick impact? Right. And I remember thinking, you know, there hadn't been a good show in the world like the Osbournes in a long time. And in my experience, if you had a good good talent, if you had a good family, you could turn it into a show if there was enough going on with that family. Um, and it was probably a good path to get, a, to get a, a fairly quick sale, you know, without like when you have a format, you got to, you know, right. do it. A lot of work right. figure like, it out let's just go. Doc, you know like so I uh I remember thinking let's try to find a, a celebrity family and you know, I was doing our uh you always doing development's basically me I had I had like <laughs> one other you know coordinator yeah and uh and, and I was literally like how do I do this by myself you know Adam uh at Waymore was kind of my like Uh, sounding board I'd say hey what do you think of this because I didn't have anyone else to talk to other than Ryan (laughs) you know and so um, Ryan was incredibly supportive and and very engaged and and wanted I think the same thing and uh so we were looking around and I had hired Dina Katz on another project a casting uh we were casting a pilot I, I don't even remember what it was and I said to Dina who was doing Dance with the Stars at the time I said if you know any families that you've worked with in Dancing with the Stars, like a couple, you know, that could be a good e show. Let me know because I'm looking for 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 those kind of folks, like the Osbournes. And Dina said, "Well, I have this uh, these friends of mine. I don't know if you know them, but uh, you should meet them." And I said, "Well, who are they?" And she said, uh, "The Kardashians." And I she goes, "I go to their house, and I you know I go to these parties, and they have these crazy weird parties." Mm-hmm. And and I said. Kardashians, I didn't really. I mean, I knew like kind of it her, yeah, but I knew Robert, right? I've like yeah. Robert, and then I, I, you know, being around E, I knew kind of the world, of Paris Hilton yeah. at right. the time and others. And I said, "Well, tell me about him." And she said, "Well, you know, there's uh, Bruce Jenner is the father." Right. I said, "Oh, Heard well, him. now I'm now I'm now I know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, he's an Olympic athlete. He was yeah. you know during during our childhood, Huge. he was like the, the guy. And I and he'd been on some reality shows that had been. <laughs> and at this point, Bruce was. You know, like he was not like star a big star. He wasn't yeah. like a big, you know, yeah. thing you'd hold the show around. Right. And I said, you know, I don't think I'll be able to do much with it. I don't think it's, I don't know how to turn that into anything like these unknown girls and right. <laughs> and <laughs> the, uh, the Robert, you know, Robert's ex-wife. And, yeah. and she <laughs> said, well, you know, why don't you just meet them? I, I, I don't know what it is about them. There's something about them. I don't know what the show is, but you should just meet them and see what you think. So I love Dina, and I was like, "Sure, I'll meet him." You know, like you always do. I always have a, my <laughs> always number have the one thing in in any advice is always take the meeting and always have an open mind. Love it. Don't go into these things. That's never going to work. You know, well, that's when it
0: always happens.
1: Well, that's, that's you never what it happens. know where an idea. It's comes always from. the pitch that you I,
0: do when you're leaving the room. I, you know, it's always a network you pitch that you think will never do it, or the worst meeting you have is the yeah. one that ends up being the best. I mean, it's it's like I always
1: tell you know my team now like. Just keep an open mind. Yeah, there might be something there, right? And it might be the
0: next iteration of your brand or whatever's next. Well, here we go. Exactly. So,
1: I I took the meeting almost as a little bit of a favor, but also just because I trust Dina. Yeah. And in walked and you wanted to meet Bruce Jenner. I I (laughs) was ready to talk Olympics. So into my office walked, uh, Bruce, Chris, Kim. Uh, Chloe and Courtney. Chloe and Courtney. Thank you. The core. The K's. The, the core with a K. The the, the five of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, obviously, stunning girls yeah. and uh, a lot of energy in that room. Yeah. And they kind of did the show for me in a sense. They kind of performed what would become their their dynamic and their relationship on the show. The girls were fighting. They were fighting with mom. They were bitching at each other. They were swearing, you fucking bitch, right. you know. Wait, was
0: this at your office this or at their house? This is our office. Oh this is office
1: okay. in our conference room. And then Bruce is in the, like, off of the side, like rolling his eyes and having a conversation with me about sports and like, oh, what is this insanity that I'm in my, you know, that I found myself in. And Elisa, in five minutes, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that was. But there was something there that was kind of compelling. I mean, they're beautiful, obviously, and for the e-world. But you you had drama in your office. There was was mother and daughter dynamic. There was stepfather and these girls. There was the husband and wife. So there's just a lot of dynamics there. And I just said, uh, I don't know what this is, but I'd like to try to find out if there's anything here. Right. So... And you knew where the three other kids, too.
0: Like, you had a big I knew clan. there was Brody
1: Jenner was involved. Right. But then there's
0: Rob and then the two girls. Yeah, there was Rob. Like, I mean, honestly, but at this
1: point, nobody really knew much about okay. it other than, I think at this point that the tape had been out there. I don't think I even knew it was out there. Like maybe someone said, oh, you know, there was a porn tape out there right. from one of the girls. And you hadn't seen it, to be no, clear. No, I didn't see the tape. No, <laughs> swear to God, I didn't even know about it. Okay. I, I, I'm not even joking. I, <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Either.
0: I haven't either, and yeah. I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah,
1: you should probably check it. We should probably watch it. <laughs> Screening um, party. Now, so, but what do you do? All it is is this, right. you know, this kind of bizarro family. So the funny story I always tell is at the end of the meeting, um, it was, we were doing our goodbyes, yeah. and, you know. Everybody's, oh, that was so great to meet you. And I, I literally was like, I don't know what the hell just happened. I just is, watch. Right. And Chris comes. Uh, everyone's left, and Chris pulls me aside, as you often do at a meeting, and say, Oh, you know, thank you so yeah. much. It was great to meet you, and I can't wait to meet Ryan. And and I, and she said, We really need to do this together. We'll do it here at E. And and I said, Yeah, that would, you know, you like that sure. would be great. Let, well, let's try. And she said, I just want to tell you one thing. Shit happens to us. <laughs> shit always happens to us. You do the show with us. I promise you, shit will happen. And no truer words have ever <laughs> no been spoken in the world than that. Because, Probably beyond
0: even what she thought would happen. Well,
1: but but she she knew she summed it up, and she yeah. knew that family just uh, attracted yeah. the drama or created the it drama, out, they or they it they just it, yeah. it,
0: somehow it, it became. Wow. And did you believe her? I mean, in not that she was lying, but did you believe? Honestly, at
1: this point, it wasn't even about believing. It was just, like you I knew was a little was obsessed there. with figuring out what the hell was there. <laughs> yeah. No, I had no idea how we'd make a show out of right. it. I didn't know how to do how to I had no idea. The biggest challenge, and we'll talk about it, is how do you sell that? How do you position right. a family that people don't really know who they are as being people that you should know who they are,
0: right? And that you can't capture in a sizzle that shit happens to them all the time. And like no, they're saying, it's not. Yeah. Gonna, hey, we're know. crazy, right. you know, So,
1: right. so, uh, but I, but I thought it was definitely worth trying. Yeah. So I brought them in back to meet Ryan. He totally saw it. He knew, didn't know them already. He knew them. He knew okay. them, and I, I think he had met, met Kim. I think. and okay. You know, he was more out in those circles than I was at, yeah. at that time. Right, right, right. And he probably knew more of them uh, than I did. I was going in a completely wide open, like, I don't know who these people are really. I know there's some fame involved and yeah. I know there's some you know, the history of the OJ and Bruce, but but I didn't the girls, you know, had been out, I guess, and I didn't even know that they had been out pitching a show with the three of them. That's what I was just gonna ask. Yeah. And that was like based around their store, right? It was just the three of them at the store. Dash, and I think, yeah. you know, at that point it was that wasn't really Not exciting. it wasn't lighting any of the world on fire. And frankly, right. they didn't pitch me that show either. So yeah. I I saw the dynamic between yeah, the, the sisters The mom and the sisters, the dad and the stepdad and the sisters, and the whole just kind of craziness.
0: Did you see it as a family business at that point or did that, that's what the show created? I saw, wasn't I saw it as a family
1: drama. I thought it as a sitcom. It was the Osbournes. I saw it as the Osbournes yeah. meets the Brady Bunch yeah, right. on crack. <laughs> Love that. That's uh, perfect. Yeah. In Hollywood. I, I saw it yeah. as, th- I, you know, that this was a family that was a, and it was also a blended family. Right. So I saw there were a lot of, I mean, I think in those shows having a lot of, having a lot of places to go having a lot of yes, storylines and you knew you had the young kids that I hadn't met. I hadn't met the son. So I knew there was always, there would be some place to tell a story Yeah, more around the corner. But here's the thing that I just will say, there is no way that I or anyone, including uh, maybe Chris, Chris yeah. <laughs> had any idea that this would be a good show or a big show or that there would be a show there because at this point, you know, we had to figure out what the show was and that's where development came in, and that's where the process, kind of the next step came in. I called uh, my cohorts at E. I, it was Brent Sackey at the time. And I said, yeah. hey, I'm at the, I would, I'd have to call him any new development. I right, called right. him. I said, hey, I'm at this family. They're really funny. They're really bizarre. They're really crazy. Yeah. I don't know what the show is, but I'd love you guys to meet them. Because I needed, at that point, money from E to put something on tape. Do a presentation. So I needed them to be on board. So long story short, we, you know, uh, we had to convince them, you know, that, that that there was something there. And I think they had had a pitch, like you said, with the three girls Okay, before. so they're
0: like, yeah, i seen the I was, you know, I,
1: I think, you know, and Lisa Berger, who was running uh, E at that time, you know, would admit, like, I don't really know what this is. I've met them. I'm not sure there's anything here. So I brought them in for a meeting, basically, to see what I saw. And they did the same meeting. Like I watched it. Bruce is talking to me in the corner and the girls are bitching at each other. And, and mom is like, shut up, you, you know, like it was, <laughs> and, and, and so I e could see that yeah. there was something there. So they finally gave us, you know, some money to put them on tape. And again, we went out there and we just struck gold. And if you've seen the sizzle reel that we put together. I
0: did. I watched it on the 10th anniversary. The 10th anniversary, anniversary. Yeah.
1: What'd you think? After all these years, I, what was it was weird to watch it. It was, kind of you know
0: about? what? It was. It was, uh, I totally got why the network bought bought it. It was very true to kind of what the show became. It was kind of like, what am I watching if I'm watching for the first time? And then, of course, the moment that stuck with me the most was Kylie on that stripper pole. <laughs> right. Is that what everybody talks about? Yeah. Because she yeah, was eight, right? I
1: think so. <laughs> uh, I'm not proud of that moment, but you know, here's the deal.
0: And now a we, mom at 20. We, what have you done? Exactly. Ellen? What well, have you do, done? Keep
1: the stripper pole out of your house, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Uh, and and uh, everyone has
0: a stripper pole moment in their career. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. Well, maybe
1: they do. And if you're on TV for however many years, you know these things, your... things happen. But honestly, <laughs> the beauty of it was we we took a lark on something yeah. that was nobody believed in, nobody really got. Um, and we kind of struck gold. And when we went out to shoot the, that tape, the same thing that I, that I didn't know what was out in their life. Right. The same thing was, was take, you know, captured. And they were really, the other thing you'd see is they were really good at TV. Yeah.
0: They really were they good it. at
1: being, being themselves, but also being bigger than life. They were good at, at, Knowing, understanding, because they had spent all their life kind of in the Hollywood world on how, even though they'd never done it, they understood how a show like that had to be entertaining, had to be heightened, and how they had to be real, though. They had to be themselves and have that relationship at the core of that show Was was the relationship between those three girls. Speaking and their of mom, and speaking
0: of real, I remember we talked about this at coffee. Kim's VO is so flat; it's hilarious to think like how they've evolved, you know, and sort of getting it. Yeah, that her, but it's that was how she talked. Well, and so that was, I, I mean, that,
1: exactly. Once we once we <laughs> shot that reel, yeah. and we went in the edit bay and trying to figure out what's our POV. How do we do it? Yeah, the, the key was we literally didn't know how we saw it. I, yeah, I, I don't remember who it was. I won't take credit for it, but I said uh, we said like let's let's. Kim is the central character. Yeah, she's us. She's at least the young Hollywood, you know, um, she's the young Hollywood kind of savvy, you know, right. model. And so we said, let's make it about her her point of view, her story. And so the, you know, the line was, you know, here, I'm Kim Kardashian, here's my crazy life. You know, I work for Paris Hill, I'm friends with Paris Hilton, yeah. and I do this and I travel. And but if you think I'm crazy, my life's crazy, meet my family. And then we that's how we introduced them, that, you know, yeah. you, you got to meet Kim's crazy family. My mom, idea? Sure it was. No, I honestly don't remember. I, you know, I don't, like, take credit for things that I don't remember. It was Kim's but, idea. But I think, so. I mean, we we all did. We wrote, you know, we wrote yeah. the script. And then I went in the VO booth and recorded it with her. And I remember, I think she had a cold that day or she didn't Bring feel it well. it up, Kim. And I was like... <laughs> Damn your energy level! You know, yeah. doing the nice possible way. Can you give me a little more? And it's like, hi, I'm Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and is like, the you best know, I'm gonna get. Yeah. That's so and it didn't didn't it did, matter. Didn't matter. So what?
0: So then you delete the tapes. Done. And then- so
1: we. I know we've got something interesting. Yeah. You I don't, don't know, know if, if it's a be TV a hit, show. Right. I don't know if anybody's gonna buy it. But right. I figure like if. E doesn't buy it. We'll take it to Bravo. We'll take it right. to. Sorry, Bravo. Yeah. You know, you know if it had passed. Uh, oh, wow. But, you know, like we'll, we'll take it to VH1 or wherever it was. Because right. I thought there was something there. Yeah. I showed it to a few of my kind of key people, and everybody who watched it was like, whoa, you've got something kind of amazing here. You know, stroke cold. So we handed, I remember we handed in the show July 4th weekend, the Monday after. Lisa Berger called me and again, I didn't know if they had even seen it, liked it, whatever. Yeah. And she gets me on the phone and she says, all right, so um, if if, uh, if we were to pick this up, can you, ha- I need it on the air in eight weeks. And I I was like stunned because I think I you just Are said you if we were to pick news? it up. <laughs> right. I go, wait, can you hold on that? Sec- Did you just say you're going to pick it up? Because this was like our first, you That's know, huge, pre-created great. show for free. And, uh, and she a said, lesson how not to deliver good news. <laughs> yeah, she said, she said, yeah, 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 yeah. If we were picking up, can you have, I need it on the air, but I need it on the air in eight weeks. There was not like a discussion. It was like, I need it on the air, because something had fallen out, I think. Wow. I think there was a slot, and it was in July, and it needed to be on the air in October. Which, for those of you not in production, is insane. In eight weeks to insane. get a show— Started without a showrunner, without anything, and without like what your storylines are, Nothing. what their
0: schedule is going to be. I mean, that's, so that's here's
1: where the history changes. So, wow, I I took a moment because I was a excited, but right. also like, Holy shit. Any, I, I think I even said, "Is there any leeway there?" Yeah. No, nope, eight weeks, needed on eight weeks. So I got off the phone and I called <laughs> my my show my small brain trust of like you know Ryan and, right. and Adam and you know uh, Jeff Refold who was our you know CFO at the time and my team and I was like, all right. How do we do this? Like, like I can't even hire a, real, a showrunner. Right, and you didn't in have a,
0: production facilities. facilities. You weren't a real infrastructure. I didn't have edit,
1: I just had, you know, this tape. <laughs> right? And um, <laughs> and I said, I, it's going to take me, you know, uh, weeks to get a showrunner. Right.
0: And by the way, how about contracts? I mean, those take oh, yeah. months and months even
1: before you exactly. can start production. the family has to get, right? right. Like,
0: that's not going to be an easy negotiation. So, you guys need to do your deal. Like those are all things that take forever. So
1: how am I doing this? Yeah, so I don't know. I was like, either we pass, <laughs> right? Now that's not happening. Or we figure it out. And we all looked at each other, and as much as we wanted to, um, you know, build the build our production right. out at that point, we would never make it on time. Can't do it. So I basically was like, all right, we need to find a production company who he has a familiarity with. Yeah, they're
0: comfortable.
1: They have deals with, and they can make this show. All it needs to be, yeah. And the first stop because Simple Life had just been canceled at E, mm. and they had literally like the week before I think. So they had all their all their edit base, they had all the producers, they had to deal with E, they had done a similar kind of show. Mm-hmm. I was like, Una Murray's my top choice. Yeah. Let's let's take it to them. So I had a meeting with Jeff Jenkins, yeah, Gil. And I think John Murray was on the phone. He was in Europe. Yeah. And I went into the meeting, and I said, "Look, I knew I, I knew I had a series. I knew this was a big deal, and right. I was going to be handing Your baby. someone, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like to work with us, give this opportunity to produce a, a series that you know, who knows what, it, who knew what it could be." So I went in the office, and I was sitting next to Jeff Jenkins on a couch, and I go, "Guys, here's the thing. I'm going to show you this tape. Tell me what you think. If you love it, great. If you don't, that's fine too. But um, take a look." So I show the tape and within like 30 seconds Jeff Jenkins who's sitting next to me turns to me and he gives me these one of these big eyes like whoa what? and then starts keeps watching another 30 seconds he gives me bigger <laughs> eyes like Like mouth drops. And then by like two, three minutes, he's like, oh my God, how did you get this? You know, he, he he could see it. Yeah. And that was the moment I said, I'm only going to do it with someone who gets it. And then, you know, Gil as well was like, wow. And they got on the phone with John and John, they're like, John, you got to watch this tape. This is unbelievable. We have to do this. And I said, guys, here's the thing. I think it would be a fantastic partnership with you guys. I know you'll get, you get the show and, and, and it'll be everything we need it to be. The only thing is it's a partnership. Like this is our baby. This is our production yeah. company. This yeah. is our big show, our first big show free. And so we're going to be complete partners on it and have, you know, really, it's not like we're handing it off to just you guys to go, um, you know, put our names on it. And they were like, absolutely. And they, they, they stuck to that. They, every, every step of every, we produced a show with them, you know, certainly the first few seasons that I was there. Um, How did it get done in eight weeks? Well, we literally had the meeting on Thursday. The, our, the deal with E was done by Friday, and we were in pre-production on Monday because they had had their wow. deal already done. I mean, they probably had to keep working out some things. Yeah. So on Monday, we literally, you know, we called the the uh, Kardashians. and Oh, they couldn't believe, they were thrilled. Uh, you know, I mean, I think all of us were just kind of shocked because yeah. nobody, other than maybe Chris, expected yeah. or really believe that this was something that was going to be a television show. And I included, I mean, I I knew there was something there from from the first meeting. And I knew that, and that's the lesson here. You know, we have now one of the biggest franchises in cable history. um, And I have my small piece in, in, in helping, you know, figure that out and create it. And Dina Katz, it's huge, you know, uh, uh, props and, and huge, um, you know, credit for for bringing it to me, and obviously the Kardashians, uh, uh, for you know realizing that Ryan's company and and brand was the right and yeah. it was the right place. So there's a lot of things that have to happen. So I, you know, I'm always very humble about it, um, and but I'm also proud that uh, you know there was a, a moment in my career where I saw something that I, against all expectations and against really anybody, uh, thinking there was something there it's turned into a global phenomenon beyond that anyone could ever imagine yeah. and, and it's continuing on and so you know that was that piece of my career was a was a fascinating one for me and changed kind of you know uh, that i could create shows that i could sell shows that i could have a gut for what yeah. could be a pop culture phenomenon um was, and, and that was that was i was pretty you know that was a great
0: was that um, your proudest? I'm, I'm jumping ahead to my stock question, but was that your proudest professional accomplishment? No, no, uh, okay. it wasn't.
1: I mean, it was. I would say it was my proudest. I would say it's the thing that I that I um, that that makes me feel. It was the most defining moment for me in my in my kind of journey. Yeah, that uh, you can do this on a major level and come up with something basically from nothing. Yeah, and that the world. Again, people have lots of opinions about the show. I I think I'm saying in
0: my intro, you can either hug or hit, hug or punch him, depending (laughs) on how you feel about the show. Yeah, look,
1: for me, it's not, and that's the thing. For me, I I separate what the show is, what they've become, who they are, good or bad. You know, like you can love them, you can hate them. Yeah, and they've evolved too. and, And but you can't, you cannot change the fact that they have changed television and pop culture history. And as a development executive and producer. That is kind of what you're paid to do and that's what you're defined by. So it's not even for me, it was just, you know, the biggest lesson was go stick with your gut and you believe in something, don't kind of give up because there was a lot of times I could have kind of said, eh, this isn't the right show or the network, you know, I'm sure in the beginning we're like, I don't really get what this is. Yeah. and um, and everyone took that leap of faith. And it's just, a it, to me, it's just a fascinating moment in, in it, how television is fascinating. created. You and know, I'm, nobody knows anything is that old adage. And I yeah. I believe that that, <laughs> that is, is true. That is true. Um, and it, you take a flyer. But no, my proudest moment, not at all. I mean, my proudest moments are now yeah. where I am now. I want to get to that. Yeah. But I have one last yeah, Kardashian no, just, question. I'm absolutely. sure the one that everyone always asks. Yeah. You. Did you know Bruce was going to
0: become Caitlyn?
1: Not <laughs> a clue, even when it came out. I obviously wasn't involved right, in the show at that point. Right. I shocked. was a shocked. I was stunned. The only thing I could even point to to say, did I, you know, did yeah. is, you know, obviously in his early days, there had been a lot of plastic surgery with yeah. his nose right. and shaping and, his and shaping face. his face. And so, you know, there was always a thing as Bruce Gay or right, whatever, like what's he and, doing? and he wasn't. But but then he was like this great athlete right, and this great golfer, and he golfer was, and with he was like cars and his yeah. yeah he was so very it was almost manly. So very, and he was a great dad, and yeah. he was like you know had this love. He had a stripper pole in his bedroom. By the way, we should talk about that stripper <laughs> pole. We, we, you can ask about that. But you know, so I I saw they had a really kind of fun dynamic between them when in the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing I loved about how we how we positioned it was that last moment of the show in the beginning was like the Waltons where you'd be like you'd pull out of that beautiful yes, house. I love that. You're like, fuck you, you know, like <laughs> you bitch. The Kim Yeah, it was the anti Waltons. So it was that. like that thing. So Yeah.
0: Well, I want to make sure we get to this this chapter of your career yep. now because we're running out of time. So um that was this incredible moment. And now you for the last four five years, years? Five. five years. Yeah, okay. almost five, yeah. You've been the head of Unscripted for AMC and Sundance.
1: Yeah, it's been, uh, this has been, you you said, what's my proudest moment? What's my kind of most defining, career defining? This has been the greatest run for me. Um, It it hasn't been easy, and there's been a lot of kind of challenges and uh, fighting from, you know, everybody I think knows, almost near death. Uh, We fought back to, you know, build a department now that's, that's doing really, I think, really, really cool, um, elevated, you know, but a- accessible programming, Yeah, premium, you know, premium, I mean, working for a brand, first of all, I love the company. I love, yeah. the, I love the brand. I love the, the people I work with, yeah. work for, work with me. Um, it's just a great, uh, it's just a, a great environment to, yeah. for creativity, for support. Um, and that's been the thing that's defined it for me is feeling, uh, we supported on, on every step along the way. And, you know, about three years ago, when we kind of went back to the drawing board yeah. and decided, how do we do this differently? Yeah. You know, we were going down a path that was, um, it was for for reasons which I won't bore you now with, but we just said, what's the right path for, for AMC, for the brand for AMC? What's the right way to complement what we do on the scripted side? Yeah. What's the right way to create programming that that audience and the movie audience that we have as well would would accept? And yeah. so that's what's led us to this latest you know iteration. Um, obviously, you know a lot of people don't even know you know Talking Dead is the number one talk show on television. It's like crazy. We have this this show that you know we do forty plus weeks a year wow. now um, with with it's just a juggernaut. Yeah. and it's um and that is you know kind of our. At the base of everything we do, supporting the scripted shows, complimenting the scripted shows, um, having a conversation about the scripted shows. But then we have, you know, from that, we've got, you know, eight seasons of Comic Book Man, got our third season on our Norman Reedus uh, ride show. Right. Um, But the big thing that we, that I'm most proud about is this Visionaries franchise, this documentary franchise that we're just kind of starting to, um, uh, we've had our first season that came out this fall of the history of comic books. Yeah with Robert Kirkman. So the the idea was pretty simple, but I think um, in a way kind of that's the genius of it, you know, find a really um, A-list talent who's defined their genre and then work with them to tell the story of that genre with them curating it, with them really telling the story that's best fits what they defined them and, and they defined. Mm -hmm. And so the next one, you know, my most, my proudest moment is our uh, show that's coming out in April 30th, Monday night, the premiere on um, James Cameron's history, uh, uh, history of science, story of science fiction. Yeah. And uh, to be able to, you know, work with a guy who I idolized as a, you know, throughout my entire young life. Yeah. Uh, I was a movie. I started, you know, where it all started for me was, was film and great, you know film and to be there working with the guy who created Terminator and Titanic and Avatar is an out of body experience wow. and 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 that one was the reason I'm so proud of it beyond that we got it actually you know made and yeah. on the air and it's coming is it was again I became a producer yeah I became a uh, very entrepreneurial like how do we figure this out it was an internal thing like wow. we said let's put star A, talent A with genre, let's go find them and then build this. Yeah. And so there was nothing there. Right. And so- And that was with left, right? Well, it w- in the beginning, it, it was, was just guys. literally us right. going on a board going, okay, comic books. Yeah. Who would be- Kirkman, right. let's call Kirkman. So did you Sci-fi. go after Cameron? Yeah. So this is the crazy, funny okay. story. This talk about it. This is a Hollywood story. So- Oh my God. We go, well, who should it be? You know, yeah. who's the right talent? And there was- very few. It was like, yeah, you know, there's small, a couple. Right.
0: There's a small group.
1: But Cameron, A, he's a TV producer as well as a, as right. an amazing director. And he's a, and he's a true connoisseur of science fiction. The guy has yeah. spent more time right. in science fiction than almost, you know, any director. And so, I was like, well, how do I get to Cameron? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, call his agent and, right. you know, then you get all that. Right. And in a weird twist, I have a, a relative of mine, my cousin, is uh, is a guy who's in the finance. He works in finance, okay. And he's a uh, money manager. And I remember him telling me like that he had worked or knew James Cameron and his fi- and his like foundation or something. Interesting. So I called up my cousin Jed and I said, Jed, um, you <laughs> mentioned Cameron once. Do you remind me about that. And he's like, Oh yeah, my uh, you know I I have done some business with them yeah. and and Cameron's uh, producers like one of my best friends. Hello. Name's Maria Wilhelm, and why? I said, "Well, I have this idea, and yeah. I would really love to pitch it to Jim, James." But I, you know, <laughs> Jimmy. The, now it's, he's Jimmy. Jimmy. Now he's now he's Jim, um, <laughs> and and he said, "I'll set you up, you know, oh with a with a God. breakfast, and we'll go out." And so I met, and met Maria, who was amazing. per She's been with Jim for like twenty years. Okay. She does all of his non film businesses. Okay. And I, I said, you know, I had obviously a personal connection, but yeah. I said, listen. You know, AMC, we're, you know, we do obviously all these amazing scripted shows, but yeah. we're trying to do these incredible elevated premium documentaries. Yeah. And one of our first we'd love to do with, with Jim. And it's, yeah. we want to tell his, you know, story of science fiction. Yeah. And she loved it. She was like, I think it's amazing. He, he, I think he might actually like it. I was like, really? Like, uh-huh. no, again, I'm just going, you know, talking to my cousin, he right. me up with his friend. Wow. And I said, so you know, exciting. you know. Here's what, uh, you know, I'll send you a write up of what we have. And four months later,
0: I got an email months. on a weekend.
1: Yeah. yeah, like I'm like, I guess that show's dead. I think at one point I wrote her, I said, right. Hey, I understand. You yeah, know, thank it's you. Fine. Yeah. I got, a, I got a, an email on the weekend on a Sunday and it just said, Hi, it's Maria. You know, it's, a, yeah, he's in. Wow. And I nearly fell out of right. my chair. A heart attack. I was like, What? Now this wasn't a series. This yeah. was development. So right. now we have to figure out to, the show. Yeah, what
0: are we going to do? So
1: so then I, I then oh I immediately went to my friends at Left Right. We worked with on a number of things. Yeah, and Ken Druckerman fantastic. and Banks and they're they're just I love them and I, I knew that they would get they yeah. they could handle Jim and know right. what to how to get the best out of it. Be their quality of the work would be amazing. Right. And I called Ken. I said, I've got this thing. It's it's development, but he's like, we're in. Oh, he must have been all over it. Oh, he what an opportunity. Thrilled. He was thrilled. Well, I mean, yeah, and, but we still had to figure it yeah. out. Yeah, and, and how s- many episodes will it be? Uh, It's six episodes, okay. and each episode's split by, like, a subgenre. So the first oh, episode's okay. Aliens. Nice. Second episode, I don't remember. You know, there's one about intelligent machines. There's yeah. one about dystopia. There's one about space. And the amazing thing, Lisa, is we through Jim got everybody. I mean, Spielberg, yeah, Lucas, Ridley right. Scott, Guillermo del Toro, oh Arnold, Sigourney, you met them all. You a lot them. of them. And yeah. there was a day that was insane. We had <laughs> in the morning, Spielberg, uh, Lucas, oh and in the afternoon, Spielberg. Oh and we God. sat there for like three, four hours, listening to these guys with Jim. With wow. So they did one-on-ones, just talk about their history, talk about science. So that is my, by far my proudest moment on every level, and I can't wait for people to see it because I'm excited about it. I watch the show, and I just like this is our our entire life of being film fanatics. Yeah. So then so what so this has turned into now a franchise. Yeah. So the next one we're doing in horror. in October we're doing yeah. the history of horror with yeah. Eli Roth. Yeah. And uh, same you know r- r- rinse and repeat. Yeah. And, uh, and then we have another one on the the history of rap. That's a little bit of a different twist. You know what's and, cool
0: about it too? Like I always used to say that. um you know, I could give a shit about Motley Crue, but I love their behind the music. And I feel like while you're talking about sci, like I do not like sci-fi. Actually, it's not you my... like the show, even But right. I, I, I'm excited about it because I love that be- peek behind the curtain of how things are done. That's
1: like I really groove well, on. And They tell the stories of like ET right. and yes. how they, you know, how they, how the, the woman's hands. Yes, yeah, that's and
0: fascinating. Y- y- it's you cannot I like the watch the show of it more than the actual. Well, thing. and it's
1: also because science fiction is very deep and yeah. it's very kind of. Somewhat esoteric. Yeah. There's also for the sci-fi, you know, nerds. Peaks, right. You get really in depth yeah. on space and the universe oh, and kind wow. of in ways that um it's still accessible. It's not like but no, going, but
0: I, but in a way that's probably going to make me care about it. Like in terms of like I think that you can change minds too. In terms of like I may not want to watch that, but I still am like I really like. This. Well, it always relates yeah. to
1: the films and the TV shows. So right. you're going to be talking about Handmaid's that's Tale. You're going to be cool. talking about The Walking Dead. You're going to be talking yeah. about Star Trek. And we go in depth on a lot of yeah. the, all the oh, I key wait. things. It's really cool. And, it sounds and, awesome. And so now we're doing it with horror and we've got, yeah. you know, rap. Stephen King and just yeah. great people. And then rap is uh, is another one we're doing um, with Questlove and uh, oh. Tariq from, uh, yeah, from The Roots. Yeah, of course. Philly
0: Philly. That's So that's, awesome. that's, that so is the moment. So you're in heaven. You're like, you're, I you're in, in TV your sweet heaven. spot. You're, you know, and yeah. the...
1: the, 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 the Bringing it full circle, yeah. You know the the journey that we've gone on, sort of through the last from 20, Connecticut. It's <laughs> all years? grown up. Twenty eight years. Yeah, I think. you're I'm so only twenty nine, so oh that's God. good. <laughs> but it all had little pieces uh, that built to a moment. Yeah, the scenes. Yeah, you put, and I and I needed to go through. Right. It wasn't always easy. There were lots of you know disappointments and challenges and frustrations yeah. and job changes well, and but. That's what has don't to happen. All, it, it, the failures are you you know. don't realize that as you're going up. Yeah. As you're going on the way you think that you the think f- like this is it yeah. this job is it and then you're like no this is just the next yeah. piece the next step and that made you smarter well, or made what, you better yeah. or made you dumber or right. made you more um aware or yeah. it, it just it, it all it all adds to the stew it that does. makes us who we are. I mean
0: the show that we talked to you about um you know, we talk a lot about the fa- the epic failures that created the massive massive successes. That you can't have the success without the failure. It's Absolutely. it's two sides of the same coin.
1: Well, and you and and, and that's okay. Like we've all yeah. We should, every, no, it's good. Lots of things fail. right? You have to fail. And by the way, there's so many failures we didn't talk about today, of course, because nobody would remember <laughs> that's them. That's part I, two. Yeah. Right. Let's go through all the all your sucky. shit that you You're did because there was a lot of it. Um, yeah. But, but, but that's But that's okay. part of it, right. It's not about... I mean, look, it's great for people, anybody, to have success. It's great yeah. to have one, two, five, ten hits. Yeah. And those make it all worthwhile. But yeah. it's also okay to look back and go, you know... And by the way, even if it wasn't a hit, it still could have been a great show. Yeah. You know, there were shows I worked on and, you know, produced that I were agree. like... It wasn't nobody saw it. Yeah. But I love it. I did a show VH one called VH One Fan Club. Yeah. And it was with Joe Berlinger was the EP. Oh wow. And it was the coolest show. Nobody yeah. saw it, He's but like it was like Academy each Award, episode. Yeah, right? it was, yeah. It was, and, he, and we talked about it all the time. We love that show. Each episode was <laughs> a, if he did that. <laughs> he it was incredible. Each episode was a band. Like his yeah. episode was Fun. Metallica. Yeah. yeah. And we picked we found four the most interesting. And fanatic yeah. fans, but that had great stories yeah. and it was like each was a documentary. That's cool. Interviewed the band, shot their concert, and each one was like this amazing like journey on of what the fan from the from the band's point, what these fans have meant to them.
0: Um, anyway, I feel like the retooling of that show could work with AMC. We're thinking about. It. I mean, I'm not that I'm you. giving you show or some ideas names. here. Or some yeah, just because of your rabid fan. You know what I mean? These genres of rabid fans.
1: And my point, but my, my point is, is that you know, it's a, it's a show. Probably, you know, I don't know how many people saw. Not many. Ahead of its time. But it didn't matter because I, I, I right. a love doing it. Absolutely. I learned A hell of a lot. I got to work with all these great bands and yeah. Um, and so it's all the it's favorite all, thing I've
0: ever done. Never even made it to pilot. I mean, you know, it was the best. Like, and it's presentation. still a hit show somewhere it's still in my mind. Well, yeah, um, the, uh, I could talk to you forever. Oh, thank it's you. So no, this fun. has been
1: really, really fun. It's it's always weird to go through like the history, and, yeah, and also really fun and. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody else will find it interesting, but no, I, won't, I enjoy but talking I about it. <laughs> I enjoyed that you, you know, the, to have no, a conversation.
0: Are you kidding? I'll uh, just put the word Kardashian on the title. I'll get uh, all, all We'll the, also
1: put the word uh, story of science fiction because uh, I will, I, I will. But I check it out. The pop
0: culture people that lit the, like it's amazing when I have those, you know, Bravo anything Kardashian people I'll go. Well, the stories crazy. are interesting. They're great, right? and, and like we need that kind of TV to balance out the, all the other stuff. Yeah, and look, you know? and we're
1: also, you know, now that I have we have Sundance as well, and and that's yeah. becoming a. Really, uh, yeah. we're doing all these really cool crime documentaries that yeah. are, I think are, are, are unique. Yeah, um, and so it just gives us lots of places to play. We have an animated show we're we're, yeah. we're, we're fiddling with, so it's so it exciting. is fun. It is hard. It is the business is upside down. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say everything is perfect because yeah. you know no, it's the tough world time. Is, yeah. It is very tough. Um, and I'm very lucky that I have a, a situation where I can hopefully make stuff that you know. We love that other people will really will really like and yes. um, and that's got, you know, a place to put it that people still watch.
0: Absolutely. So, well thank you, Elliot. Is, it's it's been really you. fun and uh I'll see you
1: around the neighborhood yeah, and, and we'll hang keep out. hiring Olivia because she needs a lot of you know, she needs to work, that We're, kid. We love Olivia. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Thanks.